0: All right, let me hear you say good morning church and let me hear you say happy Mother's Day. Day. I'm going to preach about what Mother's Day means to me today as a a non-mother but someone who who had a mother but happy Mother's Day to all of you. Uh, I will say we are all decorated for Mother's Day in our house. I don't know if you knew that that was a thing, but Evelyn woke up this morning and said, let's decorate for Mother's Day. So we put up the streamers, and it just looks really cool in there. And uh, so if you come to our house and you're wondering why we're decorated, it's for Mother's Day. And if you like the work, I also do uh, birthday parties and graduation ceremonies, and you name it. Uh, We'll work out a price, and it will be great. But again, happy Mother's Day to you. I hope it's been a great day so far. Um, As I mentioned, it's been a great day for us. And as we think about Mother's Day and what mothers mean to us, I want us to imagine what it would be like if the world was without mothers. What would the world be like without mothers? Professor William James, uh, so he was uh, Harvard's, one of Harvard's famous psychologists, shared this story. A teacher asked a boy this question on fractions. Suppose that your mother baked an apple pie, and there were seven of you, your parents and five children. What portion of the pie would you get? A sixth, ma'am, the boy answered. But there are seven of you, the teacher replied don't you know anything about fractions yes teacher replied the boy I know all about fractions but I know all about mother too mother would say she did not want any pie and give that portion to the rest of us and I think as we consider what mothers are and what mothers mean as we consider a world without mothers I think we'd be short on sacrifice on love on compassion, and our nurture. Women's, women, our Mothers mean so much to us. They do so many things. And some of those words that I just mentioned are just a few that come to mind when I think of the presence of a mother. And so that's the title of my sermon today, The Presence of a Mother. And I have just one point. One point for us as we consider the presence of a mother, and that is to appreciate and imitate the presence of a mother. To appreciate and imitate the presence of a mother. You know, a mother isn't just any presence. Um, for one, mothers are, are often present at things. They're there, which is in and of itself is a great thing, but their presence is also one of nurture and compassion. And as we consider different mothers in the Bible, um, I wanted to focus us in on Jesus' mother. Because we've been going through the one-year Bible, and we're, we're entering into, and we're now continuing in, the Gospel of John. And there are a lot of great stories in the Gospel of John. And so I want to take a story from there as we talk about and consider the presence of a mother. So we're going to fast forward to the end of that Gospel and look at the end of Jesus' ministry. At a very difficult yet important moment in Jesus' ministry. And we see that even in that difficult, challenging moment, Jesus' mother is there. So turn with me in your Bibles over to John 19. John 19, we're gonna read just verses 25 through 27 as we consider the presence of a mother and appreciating and imitating that presence. Okay, are you with me out there? Amen. Okay. John nineteen twenty-five through twenty-seven. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, Here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. As we consider the ministry and the life of Jesus, this is hands down The most troubling and difficult moment in his ministry especially from a viewer's standpoint but it's also the most important moment in that ministry where he really needed the presence of a mother i think it's also important for us to realize that it was a threatening time for jesus's followers as well because in the mind of the Jewish ruling council, Jesus was public enemy number one. And that's what put him on the cross. So if you were one of his followers and you were there at the cross and associating yourself with Jesus, that was a threat to you and a risk to you as well. Plus, to view him in that state, to see him on the cross after having been flogged Beaten, crowned with a crown of thorns, nailed to the cross, and suffering unimaginable pain, it must have been incredibly difficult and challenging. But as the text reads, near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. She was there, despite the risk, despite the challenge, despite how it must have felt to view him in that state. His mom, her son, on the cross. Man, that must have been incredibly challenging. But she was there. She was present. So close that Jesus sees her. And it must have been difficult to see in in that state because he had just suffered all that pain and, and the beating. And what he was experiencing on the cross, I mean, it was probably even difficult to see, but she was close enough that he could see her. That's what mothers do. Mothers are present. They're there. Even, or perhaps I should say, especially during difficult times, even if it poses a threat to their own being. And that's what Mary was doing. I think we also need to consider what kind of presence was Mary. Certainly she was there to bring whatever compassion and nurture she could to Jesus in his great time of need. I think we see this in Jesus declaring to her that the disciple whom she loved would now be her son. I think Jesus must have known what a great mother she was. And now with him dying, she would make a great mother to John. And would need someone into which she could continue to express her motherly nature taking Jesus' place. This is Jesus enabling Mary to continue to fulfill the role that was integral to who she was. She was a mother, and she could carry that on, even though Jesus was dying. But I think the main point in this story is this, that through mothers, and in this case with Mary, we see important aspects of God's nature exemplified. We see that he is present and he is full of nurture and compassion. That's who God is. He's present. He is always with us in difficult, important moments. He's there. And the type of presence that Jesus has is one of compassion and nurture. So for me, um, as I think about my mom, and I've shared about my mom quite a bit um, in here in different sermons and different lessons. Um, and many of you know this. My mom passed away in February of 2010. And sometimes people ask me or just expect that today is a really difficult day for me. And it has been at different times in the past, but I just don't see it that way anymore. I have different feelings about this day. Now I see it as a great day. It's a tremendous day. It's a wonderful day to celebrate the life of one of the most important figures ever in my life, and that's my mom. That's my mom right there. And this is one of my favorite pictures of my mom. So she was a teacher, and so this is her, you know, Teacher's Day photo. And I like just looking at it, I mean, I think I think you can tell, at least I feel this way anyway, but she just exudes love and joy and, and nurture and compassion. And that's how her students knew her knew her. And that's how I know her and remember her. And I just I love this picture because it just speaks to who she was and her nature. Um And as I was thinking back and different stories that I could share about my mom, there's lots of stories I could share about my mom, but I'm going to share two today that make me think about her presence and that nurturing and compassionate presence. Um, So my sister and I growing up, so I I have three siblings. Uh, My sister Michelle is about a, uh, a year older than I am, a little bit more than that. And then I have an older sister, Jenny, and then an older uh, brother, Jeremy. And my family, starting with my brother, took on a paper route. And so he would go around and deliver the paper to different people in the neighborhood. So yes, teens, there was a time when there was a non-electronic version of the newspaper. Um, and that's what, that's what we would do, is, is we would go around and we would deliver the newspaper to different people's houses. So it started with my brother, and again, it was all in the neighborhood, and then that passed on to my sister Jenny. And then my sister Michelle and I inherited that paper route. And I actually really appreciate the, the fact that my mother expected that we were going to have a job to make our own money. Um, and save our money and use that to spend things, you know, spend on things that we wanted. We we weren't always, you know, tapping my mom's shoulder for things. Um, So anyway, so we had uh, inherited this paper route, and so some days I would go out on my own and do it, some days my sister would, but this particular day my sister and I decided to go out together. So early on in the paper route, I mean, we were basically just down the street. So if we hadn't been away from the house very long. I had gone up to a house, delivered the paper, and my sister was out at the end of the driveway waiting for me. And so I had come down, and we looked up the street, and there was a dog up the street, a huge dog. No owner to be seen, no leash to be put on this dog it was just roaming down the street. It was a big German shepherd, a big intimidating German Shepherd. Now I like German Shepherds. Right? I like German Shepherds on a leash with an owner in a confined space where they can't get me. Well this one wasn't in that particular state and so we see this thing coming at us and we we freeze for a second. We're both scared and then we just run to the closest house and we run up on the porch and we're just standing there and there's no door on this porch. We're just up the stairs I don't know why we thought of that. We, just, we, I, we probably should have climbed a tree, but we just climbed up on uh, this person's porch. And there's no door there. And the German shepherd comes down, and he sits right in front of the steps and just right there looking at us as if to, like, mock us, right, and to, to, to share in the joy of in, in, intimidation from his standpoint. And so we didn't know what to do. I mean, we were frozen, and he's standing right there. Everybody's still asleep. We had no idea what to do. And then all of a sudden, my mom comes flying down the road in her Honda Accord and (laughs) scares the dog away. I don't don't even know what she did, but scares the dog away. We come running down the porch, jump into the car, and we just drive off into the sunset. (laughs) At least that's the way I remember it. But she, she came and rescued us. I mean, it was amazing. And in, in retrospect, as I think about that story, I remember asking her, Mom, how did you know to come pick us up? This was pre-cell phone days, so we couldn't get in touch with her. And again, it was early on in the paper route. It wasn't like we were gone for a long time, and she was wondering where she was. And she said she woke up, and she was sitting there, and she just felt something. She, just, she knew that something was wrong. She had never done that before. Never was there a circumstance like that. And she said, I just hopped in the car and came down. Thank goodness that she came to get us. We would have been dog food. I mean, that, that was my fate, but we made it. But I know that a lot of moms have had a similar experience, right? You just know, and you show up, and you're present in times of need. And that's one of the things that I so appreciate about moms and, and my mom in particular um, the other story I want to share is, is um, about Thanksgiving, actually. So holidays were great in my home. They were a big deal. Birthdays, holidays, my mom just went above and beyond to make those days really special. And I remember in th- for our Thanksgiving in 2007, this was after many, many years of my mom preparing entire meals and then doing all the dishes for all of us um, for Thanksgiving, she finally said, look, I've done the cooking and all this stuff for so many years. It's your turn now. You're old enough. You can do it, so go for it, and amen to that. I mean, it was really our turn to step up to the plate and make Thanksgiving dinner, so we did it, and it was decent. I mean, it was nowhere near as good as my mom's was, but we're, you know, we're getting there, Um, and I remember just having a great time there with her, and as we always did, and a few days after that, I got an email from my mom, and I'm going to read part of the email in just a second, but basically the email was just thanking us for being there, um, for doing such a great job with Thanksgiving dinner, even though it wasn't, again, nearly as good as hers was, but that's just how she was. I mean, she was always so encouraging, so nurturing, so compassionate in, in those situations and many others. And she, she sent this email to thank us, And then I responded back to her. I was like, Mom, thank you for all the the thanksgivings and all the ways that you have provided for us throughout the years. And she sent this back to me on November 27th in uh, 2007. So she wrote, you're an awesome son, Ryan. (laughs) Amen. That's the whole email right there. (laughs) Um, She said, you're an awesome son, Ryan. Thank you for always giving me more credit than I deserve. Being a mom was my life's dream. And you guys made it all so much fun and so rewarding. I've had so many proud moments in my life because of all of you. I cannot believe how truly blessed I've been. I thank God for all of you. I love you mom. I really didn't think I was going to cry today. I really thought that it would be okay. That was a dumb idea to think that anyway. But (laughs) anyway, um, but I love this email. I saved this email a long time ago, and I'm so grateful that I did because it's such an expression of who my mom was. I mean, (laughs) so so many things in here. Just um, her saying that it was her life dream, um uh, her life dreamed to be a mom, and you just knew that from how she was i mean she as i as I've said, I mean she was just so loving and encouraging all the time and even even in this email saying, giving more credit than I deserve I mean she deserves so much more credit than we we ever gave her um but yeah, just a life dream and you know how much fun it was to be around us and um and just how grateful she was. I mean she was always so grateful and you could you could see that. I mean she didn't even have to say it. Um you just knew that and who she was. And <clears throat> um, I think that The thing that I appreciate so much about my mom was her presence, and just how she was always there, and that she was so compassionate and nurturing, Um, just all throughout all, all throughout my life. And all of us kids would say the same thing. I mean, we all. Really felt that. That's just who she was. Um, as I mentioned, it was her life dream to be a mom, and she was great. Um, and again, today it's it's not a hard day for me because I'm so grateful and thankful for that experience that I had with her. Um, and I get to see that in Katie. Katie's a, um, a lot like. My mom in so many ways, and I'm grateful that that my kids um, get to experience that with Katie, and then even you know through me, I know a lot of who I am is is because of my mom. So, um, <laughs> so Amen. I'm gonna move on into the the, <laughs> the preaching <laughs> the preaching part. <clears throat> <clears throat> So let's, uh, let, let's appreciate the nature of God as seen especially through our mothers. I mean, so many things about God we get to see through our moms, especially their presence and that type of presence which is compassionate and nurturing. Um, let's thank our moms for all that they do, um, especially while we have them here with us. Um, and I just think about, for me, after spending lots of time reflecting on my mom's life and now seeing all that Katie goes through um, as a mom, pregnancy, you know, all the way through and all. I mean, I have a whole new appreciation for moms and we, we need to appreciate them and we need to thank God for them. Um, and we need to thank God for the way that he expresses himself through um, our moms. And I want us to imitate that for other people. Even if you're not a mom, and even if the person that you're expressing that towards is not your child, right? We need to be present with people. We need to have a, a compassionate um, and nurturing presence with the people around us, because that's how God is, and we get to see that through our mothers. And, you know, I will say, and I, I think that this is normal. I think this is, this is natural, is that one regret I have in my life is not appreciating my mom enough especially when I was young, right? And I think we can relate to that. And, and again, I think that that's just a part of life. Um, and later on in life, I started to realize that more, and I started expressing my appreciation for her more, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. But let's not, let's not look back with regret um, in terms of our relationship with our moms. Um, let's continue to appreciate them. And let's also work on being there for people and present at things. You know, we're so busy in our culture and in our society. We get caught up in so many different things. And Mother's Day is a great time to remember what's really important in life. But don't let it just be a day. Don't let it just be a time. Um, One of the most precious things that we can give other people is our attention and our time. And so let's do that for each other. Let's really work to be present. And let's also work on having a compassionate and nurturing presence. You know, God is awesome. Amen. Moms are awesome. Double amen to that. And let's thank, yeah, let's give it up for moms. <clears throat> so let's thank him and them for being so wonderful. And I appreciate everyone being here today. Amen to that. So